It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Scottish Cup final weekend But first up the league takes centre stage Four big top flight games Including Rangers attempt to bounce back From a first defeat of the season When they host Motherwell Then tomorrow it's all about another treble attempt As Celtic take on Hearts at Hamden I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me today in the studio Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Tomorrow might be the big picture But there are some great cameo roles today Motherwell are in poor form But Ibrooks isn't the place to go looking for a cure Rangers are wounded and dangerous And that's St Mirren's fault All Saints Day in Paisley Coincidentally A potential Betfred Cup final dress rehearsal Against St Johnston And what about the Ackies at Ross County A relegation battle before Christmas It'll be a ding dong But merrily and on high very good, Hugh. An interesting weekend ahead, Gordon. Obviously, we've got the cup final last season's cup final to look forward to tomorrow. But today, interesting to see how Rangers bounce back after that midweek disappointment. You know, have they got what it takes to just eradicate eradicate it from their memory? Um, they're up against a pretty poor uh, Motherwell side today, so they'll fancy their chances. Interesting to see also how St Mirren react after their victory. Very tough game against St Johnson. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the games today, Gordon. Hibs can go up to second place. You look at Rangers bouncing back. St Mirren, what a fabulous result uh, in midweek. And obviously you've got Ross County Hamilton. Some good games in the championship. Dundee and Fairman's the one that catches my. These are strange times, Hugh Keevans. Christmas oh. fever is gripping the nation. We're only six days away. Uh, the weather is miserable. The Christmas lights are up. The rush is on. And yet it's Scottish Cup final weekend. Oh. That, that's where we're at. But it's all linked because Ibrox will take centre stage at the top of the league today. And of course, Rangers with the chance to stretch that advantage. It will be another game in hand for yeah. Celtic. Everyone knows that. But in terms of getting the points on the board, and you know how it works in this city, the start of January The meeting between the sides Is starting to creep Into the thought process Well I've really regretted The fact that Crowds are not in Football grounds More than This weekend Because The Celtic Hearts Cup final Look at the number of Subplots there are In that story Never mind uh, Neil Lennon The chance to win The quadruple treble He could also become The first Celtic man ever To win a treble As player and manager Celtic could become The first club Ever to win the Scottish Cup four times in a row A tournament that started in the 19th century We're into the 21st century And no one has ever won the Scottish Cup four times in a row But Celtic can do it tomorrow However, Hearts go into the match with a chip on their shoulder They don't believe they should be a championship club And they believe Celtic forced the issue to call the league early Drama? I'll show you drama Let's go straight to Ibrooks, The big game at the top of the table today Rangers against Motherwell Andrew McLean has the teams Yeah, a real test of resolve for Rangers here today Because after being knocked out of domestic cup competition For the fifth time under Stephen Gerrard They'll be determined to avoid what's happened on the previous four occasions Each time they've been knocked out They've had a home match in the four days afterwards And each time they've failed to win Knocked out of both cup competitions by Aberdeen in Stephen Gerrard's first season Both those games were followed by draws uh, With draws against Kilmarnock at Ibrooks, They followed up last season's League Cup final defeat with a draw to Young Boys. Then they lost to Hamilton days after their Scottish Cup defeat to Hearts before lockdown. There's no doubt Rangers have improved on the pitch this season, but today is surely about proving they've got the bottle that they've maybe lacked 
in the last couple of years. They're up against the Motherwell side as well, who are down in form, four losses and a draw from their last five, and they'll be looking over their shoulder at a bunch of teams hoping to get into that top six. As for team news, Rangers make five changes from that defeat to St Mirren. Out goes Leon Balogun, who is following a concussion protocol, so he's sitting this one out. Calvin Bassey, Bungani Zungu, Joe Aribo and uh, Cedric Eaton all dropping out as well. In come Hellander, Barisic, Davis, Kamara and Defoe. So it's Alan McGregor in goal for them today. James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Hellander and Bonna Barisic across the back. Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara in midfield with Kemar Roof and Ryan Kent either side of Jermaine Defoe. The substitutes... McLaughlin, Bassey, Patterson, Hadji, Zungu, Aribo, Barker, Stewart and Itten. As for Motherwell, a couple of changes for them. Maguire and Long dropping out of the starting lineup. In come Lamy and Crawford. Should be a 3-5-2 for them today. Jordan Archer starting in goal. The back three, Declan Gallagher, Bevis Mugabe and Ricky Lamy. The five across the midfield, Liam Grimshaw, Robbie Crawford, Mark O'Hara, Alan Campbell and Stephen O'Donnell with Callum Lang and Tony Watt up front. The substitutes, Chapman, Johnston, McGinley, Maguire, Cornelius, Polworth, Seedorf, White and Cole. So fascinating game in store at Ibrooks Rangers up against Motherwell. Uh, Hugh Keevans, the last couple of days has been interesting for Rangers. The reaction ranging from something like it was just a Diddy Cup anyway, we don't care. I would have rather lost that game than any other. All along to the other end of a spectrum, or to this is worrying, another chance to win a trophy, do we have the winning mentality, etc. With a lot in between. Yeah, but uh, you, you can't disguise the truth. When Celtic went out of the Betfred Cup, every Rangers supporting man, woman and child, 100% of the Rangers support believed the trophy was in the bag. And that's why there's been a seismic reaction to St Mirren beating Rangers. Uh, they got careless. Uh, you cannot say that, ah, well, that competition doesn't count. They haven't won a major trophy for a decade. A decade. Therefore, you can't get picky about which one you start winning. So they played badly St Mirren played exceptionally well And that's why they won It wasn't to do with selection It wasn't to do with tactics Rangers were turned over on the night Because they weren't good enough And that's why I'm afraid Motherwell Are in for a torrid time this afternoon Because the allegation has been made That ah here comes the Rangers meltdown I don't believe that for a second And I think Motherwell will pay for what Jim Goodwin did to Rangers on Wednesday Well we'll maybe get into the bigger picture of Wednesday night and, and what it means or doesn't mean going forward Alex What about specifically today? Any real surprises in that Rangers team? Not at all Gordon I think uh, when you look at the team on Wednesday night Zungu, uh, Bassi come in, Aribo and Itten All get a good opportunity to showcase what they could do And for me they didn't do enough on the night And hence the reason why they've gone back to their strongest uh, line up today you know, In the middle of the park you've got Davis, Kamara, Arfield up front they've gone back to the old uh, Warhorse uh, Defoe You know Looking for him to try and get the goals And they've put Barisic in at left back So If they apply themselves in the right manner They perform to the levels that they have done prior to midweek Then I feel as if they can get the job done Yeah Mark Hugh says You know Motherwell can, can feel the wrath That's often the way Andrew McLean You know Great start there Talking about all the times The Rangers have gone out of a cup Under Stephen Gerrard They've never followed it up with a win But The feeling is that This Rangers team this season is different We'll find out We will find out Yeah it's a big afternoon For Rangers um, You know no doubt about it Stephen Gerrard And the players Would have been hugely disappointed uh, The other night We had callers Phoning up on Thursday When I was on the show Saying oh, Mickey Mouse Cup We didn't want that one anyway But that's not the way The players and management Would have felt So they'll look to bounce back today 
It's a tough one for Motherwell On a dreadful mm. run Going to Ibrox is the last place you want to go uh, Let's hear from both managers then Starting with the home boss, Stephen Gerrard I think the players know um, That we haven't done ourselves justice In terms of the, uh, the, the whole performance The other night Watching the game back We didn't really do much wrong Besides defend the three situations really poorly um, So we will learn from it We've analysed it We know what we've done uh, wrong um, We haven't been uh, good enough in the three situations where we've conceded the goal so we need to put that right start from tomorrow but in the main over the course of the 28 games or so we've played we've been fantastic from a defensive point of view we've had a night off the other night and we have to make sure that our next night off um, is very far down the road because if you defend like that um, you're going to have problems moving forward So Stephen Gerrard then looking to bounce back the man who's hoping to stop that is Stephen Robinson they certainly won't be heads down after the run they've been on. You know, they're a top side. As I say, the best Rangers side I've seen in my time here is Motherwell manager. So, you know, we have to be, again, right at the top of our game. We're going to have to defend very well. That's, you know, what I got out of the game the other night. You know, there's people throwing their bodies on the line. And you have to do that. And then you have to hope that Rangers don't hit the top of their game. Um, but what it does, it gives you a little bit of hope that they're not invincible. And I don't know if anyone out there is predicting a big scoreline at Ibrox, how dare you um, But you may be interested to know that in English Premier League Liverpool have just scored a 7th against Crystal Palace And there's still about 5 minutes plus to be added on uh, So an interesting one to keep an eye on there Rangers v Motherwell, I'm sure we'll get back to that Let's go around the rest of the grounds We've got some fantastic games Really like the look of St Mirren, St Johnston The Battle of the Saints Talk about a feel-good factor in Paisley, Roger yeah, and you should be looking forward to it, Gordon, because it is a clash after all between two of the Premiership's informed teams and two of the Betfred Cup semi-finalists after their midweek heroic St Mirren's 3-2 win against Rangers on Wednesday night extended their own unbeaten run to eight games and set up a semi-final against Livingston at Hamden next month. And St Johnson's penalty shootout win at Dunfermline 24 hours earlier sent them to a last four clash with Hibs, with Callum Davidson's men now in a run of just one defeat in 13 games. But amazingly, neither of those runs have lifted the sides away from the relegations with St Mirren just two points ahead of Ross County and St Johnson just a couple more going into this game so it's not just County against Hamilton up in Dingwall today as a pre-Christmas relegation six-pointer in the Premiership St Johnson they'll take encouragement from a 1-0 win against St Mirren in Perth in August Stevie May bagging the only goal that day but the Perth Saints haven't won here in any of the last three visits to Paisley and they needed a last-minute goal from Tony Watt to secure that last one in Boxing Day 2018 um, interesting changes in both sides Gordon two for St Mirren Ilkay Durmus and Lee Erwin start in place of Brandon Mason and John O'Beaker from a side that beat Rangers so dramatically here on Wednesday night that means it's Jack Hannick and goal it's the same back four Marcus Fraser match winner Colin McCarthy Joe Shaughnessy and Richard Tate then Jake Doyle Hayes just in front in a midfield four of Dylan Connolly Jamie McGrath who of course scored two against Rangers in midweek Ethan Erhahon and Ilkay Durmus and then Lee Erwin will lead the line on his own on the bench it's Linus Mason Finlayson Flynn McPherson Foley McAllister Moriah and Obika four changes for St Johnson Callum Davidson shuffling his pack again and those l- moving out include the midweek goal scorer Sean Rooney and the penalty shootout hero Liam Craig they are both benched along with Chris Kane and Callum Booth in come Jamie McCart Stevie May Danny McNamara and Craig Conway so they'll go with Xander Clark in goal it's a back three of Jason Kerr Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart across the middle Danny McNamara Murray Davidson Ali McCann and Scott Tanzer and then Craig Conway and David Witherspoon just behind the recalled Stevie May on the bench Parrish Rooney and Booth Craig Bryson and Hendry K 
Kane, Melamed and Ferguson and the referee at a windswept and torrential rain hit Paisley is Stephen McLean Well the thing is Roger you are a resident Stato encyclopedia Anorak Sado call it what you will um, and you know everything I was going to try and put you in the spot to see if you could tell me the last time St Mirren played at home and it wasn't windy Oh, it's not actually the wind that's too bad today. The rain is absolutely teeming down. The goalkeepers have just come out. Both sets of goalkeepers have just come out to, to start their warm-up. And you've never seen a, a, a team of men look so keen to get back inside and back into the dry and the warm, Gordon. Well, I think that sums it up because, trust me, I can hear it. And that's Roger Hanna saying, it's not that windy. So that's when you know. Uh, what was it you said, Hugh Keevans? We live in the valley of the doomed. There we go. I knew you'd have a, an appropriate way of summing it all up. Uh, Roger, looking at the teams today. Day, it feels appropriate to, to revisit uh, that man uh, who's the main man for St Mirren at the moment Jamie McGrath four mm-hmm. goals uh, five in his last four is it he's, yep. on, he's on an incredible run and um, St Mirren fans are understandably loving his work at the moment yeah very very good player and Jim Goodwin I heard Mark Wilson touching on it in the show on Thursday night Jim Goodwin's recruitment has been terrific um, people everybody knew Marcus Fraser because he'd been around you know Ross County and the others for years Joe Shaughnessy had been at St Johnston and Aberdeen Richard Tate had done so well at Motherwell but, but some of the others you know Dylan Connolly who I thought gave Calvin Bassey a really, really torrid time before Bassey was substituted the other night. Um, Jake Doyle Hayes, freed from Aston Villa. Um, and Jamie McGrath, you know, he's gone into that Irish market very, very well. It's a market he knows, but it's a market he's plundered to, to great effect. And, you know, J- Jake Doyle Hayes got a, a few of the headlines earlier on in the season, but McGrath's form has been absolutely terrific. And uh, with a January window coming up, I know Jim Goodwin always likes to put a positive spin on things and he, he will be looking to strengthen the squad. Uh, I think he'll be doing very well if he gets to the end of January. He's managed to tie, tie Doyle Hayes down to a contract extension and he's managed to keep Jamie McGrath in the building. Yeah, looking forward to that one immensely. The Battle of the Saints at a rain-soaked St Mirren Park. Uh, Ross County against Hamilton. That's going to be watched by Fraser Wishart. What are you expecting there, Fraser? Well, it's a beautiful day. I'm just listening to Roger and the wind and the rain in the west of Scotland, but a uh, beautiful drive up to the Highlands, uh, Gordon, and a beautiful sunny day here, so there's no excuses for the quality of play that we will see today. And the pubs are open. had a walk through Dingwall when I arrived early. People are buying pints, which is, uh, uh, of course, very strange to those in the west of Scotland. But the talk, of course, this weekend will be around last season's cup final Rangers game. Can they increase their lead at the top? But for these two ga- these two teams, this is more important as they find themselves in the bottom two places of the Premiership. And obviously, teams, a game sorry, between the teams at the bottom of the table take on real importance. Still very tight at the bottom of the league with only eight points between Mother 1-5th and Ross County at the bottom. So no one's isolated at the moment. But we are entering a period as we approach halfway in the season where results, good or bad, could define both these club seasons because there are five games in the next fortnight so a good spell of results for either of them could lift them up the table but poor results could see them drop off the pace at the bottom such as the importance of this game amazingly County haven't actually won in their last nine league games since they beat St Johnston in Perth in mid-September and, and since they beat Celtic in the League Cup they've lost their last three without scoring and it's amazing when you look at their squad because I think they've got a really good squad on paper but in a very poor run of form and Aki's will fancy their chances even though they lost heavily last week against Hibs they did have a win and a draw prior to that and of course the bonus of getting three points for the postponed game against St Mons. So I think they'll come here looking for a victory Hamilton Aki's but County have a good record at home to Aki's in recent years but we know that Aki's are just all year after year they'll pull a result out of the bag when they need it so it's a really tough one to call because there's nothing between these two teams. A couple of changes for Ross County 
from the defeat in midweek against Livingston in the cup quarter-final. Kelly and Payton go onto the bench. Shaw and Tilson come in and a change of formation to match up the Aki's 3-4-1-2 formation. Ross Laidlaw's in goals. Back three for County of Keith Watson, Callum Morris and Alex Yikaviti. Across the middle of Ross Stewart, Jordan Tilson, Ian Vigers and Josh Reed, and Michael Gardine tucked in behind the two strikers, Billy Mackay and Ollie Shaw. The subs for County, Ross Duhan, Carl Tremarco, Ross Draper, Jermaine Hilton, Stephen Kelly, Harry Payton, Cole Donaldson, Matthew Wright and Ben Williamson. As I said, it's a 3-4-1-2 formation for Aki's two changes for them as well. Trafford and Callum Smith on the bench. Haki Modifan's back from suspension and Nathan Thomas comes in as well. So Ryan Fulton in goal. Back three, Haki Modifan, Aaron Martin and Brian Easton. Across the middle, Lee Hodgson, Ben Sterling, Scott Martin, Scott McMahon with Ross Callahan behind the front two of David Moyle and Nathan Thomas. The subs for Aki's, Kyle Gourley, Jamie Hamilton, Kyle Monroe, Ronan Hughes, Callum Smith, Andrew Winter, Regan Mimno, Charlie Trafford and Tundi Oalabi. And the referee today in Dingwall is Mr Willie Collum. Well, lovely day in Dingwall. Fraser, it must have made the midnight departure for you last night all worth it. <laughs> The plans when I chose this game at the start of the season, I said to Alison, I'll have a weekend away with my wife in Inverness pre-Christmas and thought, that'll be brilliant, but uh, that's not happening, so it's up and down the one day. Mm. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game of football, Gordon. I think it will be worthwhile, because I said earlier, the weather at this time of the year can be a bit of a lottery in the Highlands, but it's perfect. There's not a drop of wind, the sun's shining. Now, where we crowd in here as well today, they're starting to see people coming in as well. So a wee bit different of, a, of an, an atmosphere for me, given all the games I've seen this season. But uh, I do have a wee feeling that uh, County have that wee extra bit of quality. And I think the positive team selection of, uh, of, of Stuart Kettlewell is really interesting. Ross Stewart playing with Billy Mackay and Ollie Shaw. Stuart's going to play in a kind of right-sided, almost a wing-back role apparently. And Michael Gardine's in the team as well. So looking forward to a really good game of football and I hope we get a few goals. I see. A night away. He's an old romantic. Just like his old pal Gordon DL who's not with us today. But we'll speak to him uh, tomorrow. Finally in the Premiership today, Easter Road, Hibs against Dundee United. Callum Clark has the teams. And I can tell you that the sun is shining over Leaf as well. Two changes for Hibs, who are very much one of the form teams in Scotland today. Kyle McGuinness and Kevin Nisbet. He's shaken off a knock from midweek, which saw him miss the game against Alloa. They both come in with Dre Wright and Jamie Gullen dropping out. Hibs won their last four games in all competitions, unbeaten in seven. So they line up with Marciano in goals. A back four of Paul McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon and Stevenson. In midfield is Boyle on the right, McGuinness on the left with Hulberg and Newell in the middle and Doidge and Nisbet up top Dundee United well they don't come in to this game in the greatest of form they lost their last two although they did run Rangers pretty close last weekend but a big boost for Mickey Mellon Nicky Clark the top goal scorer he scored the majority of their goals in the league this season he's back he was one of the nine players who were forced to self-isolate after an outbreak also back today is Callum Butcher the two to drop out Sporla and Hark so United line up with Segrist in goals a back three of Connolly Edwards and Reynolds, Smith and Robson the two wing-backs, Fuchs and Butcher in midfield and how about this for an attract, attacking trio, Mark McNulty the ex-Hibs man, Shankland and Nicky Clark, I would not be surprised if there's a few goals in this one today OK, that's you up to date with the team news ahead of the Premiership kickoffs at 3 o'clock, we'll get all the guys involved, we'll look at some of the weekend's biggest talking points next The winning team, all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson all in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds, and I mean all around the grounds, from Dingwall to the capital to Ibrooks to Paisley. We've got your four Premiership matches covered this afternoon, big games down the leagues as well, and of course, the small matter of a Scottish Cup final 
tomorrow At this stage on a Saturday Hugh we tend to get all the guys involved We look at the week's biggest talking points I've been a bit busy So uh, you can pick one Well there's only one talking point uh, Prior to the cup final Which will become the talking point tomorrow But Jim Goodwin And uh, his recruitment His tactical awareness uh, It did for Rangers Uh, You played that clip there for um, Stephen Gerrard Who said that Rangers had an off night Yep that's true Because the manner of their defeat was staggering They go a goal up early Conor Goldson Same old same old you think Then they go 2-1 down But get a goal two minutes from time And you think well Extra time And things will be sorted out then But St Mirren had the resilience To say to themselves No 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 We're not going to settle for Right we'll just get this to extra time We're going to go for this Before regulation time ends And they did And that's why I think There's been a seismic reaction to it The Rangers fans thought A treble was on They thought an invincible season was on Uh, And that's why I think privately They might not show it in public But privately I think the Rangers fans will be raging Because of that result Roger Hanna We outlined the scale Earlier on On one side You've got It's a Diddy Cup It doesn't matter That's the game I would have chosen to lose And on the other end You've got This is a concern Do we have a winning mentality Is this the bottle crashing Etc etc Which Where do you sit On that um, I said that It was a setback For Rangers In so much as They were in a domestic competition That Celtic Aberdeen Motherwell Hearts Were no longer in And it looked as if they would have not really a clean run to the first piece of silverware in 10 years, Gordon, but as good a run as Stephen Gerrard could possibly have hoped. And I just think Stephen Gerrard and Rangers were probably a bit guilty of, of underestimating St Marin. You could see in the team selection, you know, if Morelos is suspended, Morelos is suspended, there's nothing you can do about that. But to choose to leave out players of the quality of Barisic and Davis and Kamara and Defoe, um, I think, you know, Rangers gambled a little bit. Stephen Gerrard thought he had enough in his team that they were able to beat St Mirren, and he didn't have enough in his team to beat St Mirren. Calvin Bassey had his worst performance in a Rangers jersey. Bungani Zungu still settling in is not as good in there as either Davis or Kamara. Etten, uh, for all he did well in Poland, didn't do what Jermaine Defoe normally does when he's in the Rangers team. And, and some of the other ones, you know, players who have been mainstays for Rangers this season. The likes of Scott Arfield didn't have their best game. Everything went wrong for Rangers. It looked as if they were going to get out of jail when Stephen Davis scored at the end. But rather than settling for extra time, St Mirren thought their best chance was was to go for it in those last couple of minutes. And they got their reward and well played to St Mirren. Is there an argument to say that that's a bit harsh on Stephen Gerrard, Roger? Because... When you rotate You only over-rotate when you lose No one cares obviously When it works out And as you you referenced Poland Rangers made more changes Arguably more bold changes And and went and won in Poland So no no one saw that coming the other night Despite the changes that were made Yeah, so Listen, I agree with that I could see that side of it as well That uh, when he'd rotated earlier on in the season um, The result had still gone for him but, um, you know, you, managers nowadays tell me you do need to rotate. Some rotate more than others. I just think if it is as important a game, as important a competition as some would have you believe, then perhaps he was guilty of over-rotation or perhaps he was guilty in putting his faith in players who, on a horrible wet Wednesday night in Paisley, 
just couldn't keep you know just couldn't keep pace with St Mirren. Uh, credit to St Mirren, by the way, that should not be lost. They were fantastic and deserved uh, their win. Alex, I know you're yeah. obviously very close to the challenge of winning a trophy over the last couple of years. How do you look back on the opportunity the other night? It was a massive uh, chance, Gordon, for Rangers to secure uh, silverware. It's been far too long. I think there's a kind of shock element on the back of the uh, being knocked out the other night. There's a bit of anger attached to it as well. You, uh, I think if you listen to the last uh, couple of nights as well, the the fans have been coming on the show. They've been some have been saying it's uh, not really that important for me. It was massively important because it, uh, Hugh always touches on it as well. It's a tangible sign that the success is there. It gives them a, a springboard to kick on. Uh, and to lose that It just raises questions When everything was going Really well for Rangers 27 games Clean sheets Scoring for fun Then all of a sudden It's a kick uh, You know Square in the, in the backside So Backside Thank goodness oh, for that I just <laughs> redeem myself <laughs> So I, I think it was an opportunity uh, Going back to the The rotation uh, He's done it for More or less From start to finish It's been highly successful For them They've got away With it And being comfortable I take uh, Roger's point It was a really dour night In Paisley But you have to roll up your sleeves And and, and what can't be lost is St Mirren Jim Goodwin said at the top of the the show The other night Mm. That he felt as if We've got belief We've got a game plan They stuck to it And when you're in that position Gordon When you go one down so early Like Roger said Everything's gone in Rangers' favour If they'd got the second one It may well have been different But they got belief Because they got the penalty The right time Just before half time They then went into the lead and then they showed unbelievable character Because when Rangers scored I think everybody felt Absolutely. Injury time Dead in their feet And then oh. they kicked on But to, to win in the manner What they did Congratulations to them Because they're now Into a quarter final It's a great boost for them With that in mind then Fraser Wisher The next two weeks for Rangers Was already massively important anyway I think we all know that But th- does it have an added significance Now where we We'll learn in the next two weeks If that was The start of a wobble the other night Or if it's just an off day that any football team can have. Absolutely. I was talking earlier about uh, Ross County and Hamilton, five games in a fortnight. The, the same goes for, for the teams at the top as, as well. And uh, Celtic are just waiting for Rangers to make a, a stumble um, in the league. And, uh, you know, that's no wins and seven trophies since Stephen Gerrard came to the club. I think they've been knocked out the, the, the Cups pretty simply. You know, home defeats to Aberdeen as well, losing to Aberdeen at, uh, at Hamden as well. So there's lots of questions being asked of, of, of the team and you know, if they were to drop points today then all of a sudden questions do get asked and we're, we're approaching that time of year where the last two seasons they've pretty much been neck and neck with, with Celtic right up there beside them even ahead of them and then collapsed after after New Year as well so there are questions to be to be answered by by the players and I, I, I'm certainly I don't believe that that uh, people are or Rangers fans in general are dismissing this as just ah, it's a wee cup and we'd rather lose this one it's, it's a big blow for, for this club because this could have been the first piece of silverware before they even go to the league and the uh, and the cup towards the end of the season and I think that uh, Rangers as a club and the players will be really disappointed in the supporters as well because the fans weren't saying oh, it's a cup it doesn't matter when Celtic lost you know a couple of weeks ago they were certainly gloating when their opponents lost so for, for the Rangers players they've been fantastic this season they've hardly lost a goal to lose three against St Mon was incredible they haven't lost a game against some big European clubs as well so they've just got to get back to the way they were before Wednesday night and if they can do that against Motherwell tomorrow then things are back on track but one slip, even a draw tomorrow and all of a sudden Celtic's ears will prick up the supporters will be back saying yeah we can catch Rangers and beat Rangers at New Year and then it's very very close again so things are so delicate and so tight at the top because Celtic aren't out of it they're, they're behind 
But if Rangers slip up, Celtic could take advantage of that. So a big four or five games, I think, four games, sorry, before the Old Firm game for, for both Rangers and Celtic now. I've always thought Dingwall was in a different time zone. Hugh Keevens and Fraser's got Rangers Motherwell game tomorrow. Well, he's had a long, hard day's journey there, so... Uh, you will allow them that one But uh, when Rangers kick off today Of course they will have Vengeance in mind And, they'll, and poor old Motherwell they'll, they'll take it out Motherwell That's really what St Mirren did mentioned that earlier on But Before the game in Paisley Everyone mentioned the fact that Rangers had used 25 players this season And that was seen as A virtue Because Rangers were unbeaten And Domestically And in European football They were hmm. Looking very very good now they've lost a game So What was a virtue Doesn't become a vice They just had Stephen Gerrard called it An off night mm. They were bad And Players They're getting a little bit Of the Celtic treatment now Players who had been praised Like Bassey uh, Had a Shane Duffy night And People like Iten Who was a big buy For Rangers He had uh, An Albin Ayeti night uh, So They played poorly they got what they deserved Which was nothing uh, Andrew McLean is at Ibrooks today Andrew, everyone's heard Stephen Gerrard's words on the show But, you know, having um, Been there and, and and Spoken to him at, at close proximity After the game How how do you think he took it? Yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard Will have, have taken it really hard Especially when you look over the past Couple of seasons The way that Rangers have performed In these domestic cup competitions This is one that Stephen Gerrard And his staff And the players Were absolutely desperate to win And during the show uh, On the show during the week We had people phone in And say Oh it's a Mickey Mouse cup It doesn't really matter That's not how it was viewed Inside Rangers That's not how Stephen Gerrard Or his staff Or his players Were looking at this This was a real step in the right direction for them if they could go through and make it to the semi-finals make it to the final and win the competition especially when you look at the teams that are are in the semi-finals of the competition Rangers really would have fancied their chances so this is now a massive game for Rangers to, to make sure that they can show the supporters first and foremost that they're not the team of last season they're not the team of the season before and they'll need to perform today Okay, you guys all seem to be in agreement that it was certainly a, a big opportunity Missed Where I don't think anyone would Disagree Roger Is that the league remains The priority For everyone And that's where this weekend It's all linked Celtic may play in a different competition tomorrow But whilst Rangers are looking To get back to winning ways It's also the chance for them To go 17 points clear In the Premiership Ahead of that meeting of the sides uh, In the not too distant future Of course Celtic have games in hand But would that be another Psychological advantage to Rangers? Of course it would, yeah, and it, it would blow away a lot of the cobwebs that have uh, been hanging around the club since Paisley on Wednesday night, Gordon. Let's not get ourselves. The league, this season of all seasons, is all that matters to the two teams. Now, we said it when Celtic get knocked out of Europe that if that allowed Celtic to get back into a title race, then it would be a sacrifice worth taking. If Rangers can bounce back and take Paisley as a lesson and win the games against Motherwell and against... I think it's Hibs and Boxing Day and they've got to come to St Mirren again and they've to go to St Johnson as well all before the Old Firm game. If Rangers can finish the night of January the 2nd having taken maximum points between now and then nobody will be talking about the League Cup exit in the quarter-final here on Wednesday night. Hugh Keevans, we've mentioned it's strange times looking ahead to that game tomorrow. We will get into it in more detail as the show goes on. Absolutely no doubt about that. What are the main talking points, debating points ahead of that one? Well obviously Neil Lennon's future uh, Because 
I'm not sure that uh, a cup final defeat uh, would be in his long term best interest. Uh, you also have the Craig Gordon factor. Celtic made a complete mess of the goalkeeping position over the summer. They dallied too long over Fraser Forster. Uh, they brought in a goalkeeper that the manager has now decided he just can't trust uh, in Barkas. And uh, they are in a situation where Connor Hazard, who has played two games for Celtic, two, he is likely to be the cup final goalkeeper on a day when History is beckoning for Celtic And they have to be wary of hearts Hearts are coming there With a grievance And teams with a cause Are dangerous opponents That will be a Hugh Keevens euphemism for the ages That if Celtic lose the cup final to Hearts tomorrow It won't be in Neil Lennon's long term interests Like I, th- I think the fans might put it slightly differently uh, At full time well, but... I, I read one uh, of my pals in the media today Suggesting that if Who? you You must only have one well, plenty uh, But he, he writes a very, very good column on a Saturday morning uh, He was suggesting that If Neil Lynn wins the cup He should actually go in and say Guys, I'm going out on a high I'm going out as the only man ever to have won a treble for Celtic As a player and as a manager I'm going out now uh, I, I don't think that Neil Lennon could Find that within himself Because in his deepest subconscious He's still saying we can win the games, Ross County, Hamilton Ackies, uh, before we uh, Dundee United as well, before Celtic go to Ibrox on the 2nd of January. And he will believe that that can have a pivotal effect on the outcome of the championship. I, I think that's what he will believe. I don't think for one moment he'll go in after the game tomorrow if he beats Hearts and tender his resignation. Roger Hanna, is it too much of a stretch to say that Celtic's Lineup for this cup final will be as interesting a lineup as Celtic have produced in a cup final in, in many seasons. Yeah, I think it probably will, but I do think Neil Lennon has dropped a couple of hints through the week that um, Hazard and Turnbull will play, but, but Sorrow probably won't, and that will mean Scott Brown will lead them out at Hamden tomorrow. Um, going back to St Mirren and Angels for a second, Gordon, if it showed us nothing else, it showed us that Hearts have got a puncher's chance tomorrow. Um, they do have decent players despite languishing in the Championship. The Craig Gordon story is one that's there to be written tomorrow. Andy Halliday versus Scott Brown's one that's to be written tomorrow. Uh, Liam Boyce and Stephen Naismith will be dangerous opponents for Shane Duffy and Christopher Julien. Um, the thing that would push me towards a Celtic win, though, is you talk about the team sheet, as long as Odson Edwards' name is on it, because he seems to rise to the occasion in these games when Celtic were trailing hearts in last season's cup final. He came up with two goals in the last half hour to win it, and when Celtic were under the cosh against Rangers in the Betfred Cup final a year ago, he got sent off the bench, won the free kick from which Christopher Julian headed the only goal, and it was a sort of smash and grab then with, with Odson Edward being a key player again. So if he plays, and if he turns up and plays the way we know he can play in finals, I think Celtic will win, um, but I don't think it's a given. Interesting you mentioned what Wednesday night showed us in the, in the context of tomorrow. You said it showed us that, that Hearts have a puncher's chance the way St Mirren did. Did it also show us, for anyone who didn't realise or who had forgotten, that routinely winning cup competitions is actually not that easy and Celtic deserve a bit of credit for it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you made the point at the top of the show that this would be the first time in 100 and however many years that one club has won four consecutive Scottish Cups. Um, I think only three Celtic managers 
have ever won a treble. Jock Steen, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rogers. So if Neil Lennon could add to that tomorrow, I mean, I think observers will look back in 50 years' time at this spell in Celtic's history with a degree of wonder. Um, they have, you know, nine consecutive titles. Tomorrow could be four consecutive trebles. It is um, an unprecedented run of domestic success for Celtic. So it is difficult to win cups. I think it will be difficult tomorrow to win the cup because Hearts will set up. Robbie Nielsen is an astute manager. He will set them up to be awkward opponents. With Boyce and Naismith, they have a goal threat as well. I don't think it's a certainty Celtic would win, but you know they deserve to go in as favourites. Can't believe you told me it wasn't windy there earlier on That'll live with me for the rest of the afternoon I can barely hear you But anyway, we're looking forward to that one We'll park it there For the meantime Those are just a couple of the talking points That we'll get into between now and 6 o'clock Don't forget your chance to have your say On the open line will be here at 5 But after these we'll go back around the grounds And build up to the 3 o'clock games The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and one of the members of East 17 have joined us in the studio <laughs> during the break and I've got no idea why Alex Ray has gone and slipped into his parka He <laughs> just turned around and said who me? I thought no you were leaving us Can you please explain this? I'm feeling a bit cold if I, mean, you're not that cold. if I come no, in with my that. scarf on for fashion reasons cold, I am mocked by everyone I would say it's bang average temperature in here I've got a t-shirt, Hugh obviously Shirt as always, Mark with a wee sort of Under Armour jumper number on Alex Ray's gone and stuck a parka on Full furry hood the lot Zipped right up to the neck Is this some sort of joke? Is this some sort of prank that I'm unaware of? I just uh, touched Mark's hand there All right, freezing. Cold, aye. Aye. <laughs> Strange, you lot are a strange it bunch Look at Liam Gallagher well, I'm not sure about that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's go. Let's go back around the grounds and see what's happening ahead of the three big game, four big games, I should say, in the Premiership today. Rangers Motherwell is the big one at Ibrox. See, it's, it's annoying at this time. We'd usually be asking, is the crowd coming in? Is there a sense of anticipation in the air? None of that at the moment, Andrew mm. McLean. So start by running through the teams again for us. Yeah, well, Al McGregor continues in goal for Rangers. They do make five changes. Balogun, Bassi, Zungu, Aribo and Itten drop out. Hellander, Barisic, Davis, Kamara and Defoe come in. So as I said, Alan McGregor in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Hellander and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara with Kamar Roof and Ryan Kent. Either side of Jermaine Defoe. And for Motherwell, a couple of changes for them. Maguire and Long dropping out for Lamy and Crawford. So Jordan Archer starts in goal for them. It's a back three of Declan Gallagher, Bevis Mugabe and Ricky Lamy with Liam Grimshaw, Robbie Crawford, Mark O'Hara, Alan Campbell and Stephen O'Donnell across the middle. Callum Lang and Tony Watt up front. And the Rangers players just making their way into the tunnel now. And you'd think that a lot of them in their heads will will know that they need to perform better than they did. There is five changes, but a lot of players just didn't turn up to their usual standard the other day. And Stephen Gerrard, you know, he said to pin the blame on him. He picks the team, he buys the players. But too many of the players simply just didn't play near the top of their game. And, you know, we, we saw it. Jim Goodwin was instructing his players to force the ball towards Leon Balogun and Calvin Bassey, force them onto the ball. That's where a lot of the mistakes came from. Philip Hellander back into the side today. Might not be as good on the ball as Leon Balogun, but I think he's a more assured and robust defender to me Bona Barisic offers a lot more going forward than Calvin Bassey does as well and all of these players in the starting lineup, apart from Kamar Roof they were there last season so they know it's about mentality today you know 
whether that result has, has planted a seed of doubt in their head, whether the football they've been playing this season or the results maybe fills them with the confidence that they can get back to it. Off days happen, every team has them. It's just about proving today that that's all it was. So big game at Ibrox then, 10 minutes away from kickoff in the three o'clock games. Let's go back to St Mirren, St Johnson. Roger Hanna sent me a lovely picture of him and his parker, but he's got an excuse because he's outside and it sounds absolutely freezing. Alex Ray, I don't quite know uh, what he's up to, if I'm being honest. Um, again, Roger, St Mirren with a, a real feel-good factor and a reminder that football can turn very quickly. It didn't seem so long ago that there was a bit of doom and gloom around the way things were going. They've felt like they've been given a... A rough hand by the SPFL That may well be overturned in, in time But now St Mirren fans will be feeling about as good as them uh, Feeling a good about themselves as they have for a number of seasons Yeah and that, and that very much is the case And it's just a shame they can't get in here to see I was thinking that Wednesday night You know a few of my mates are St Mirren fans And they were, they were texting me with excitement about the, the result And they were all watching it in, in the house And you know listening to it in the house And they couldn't get here to see one of, one of St Mirren's big Cup wins of the, of the modern era. Um, Jim Goodwin has turned it round well. Eight unbeaten. Um, I think it all started with you know a couple of wins in the Betfred Cup group stage, um, which hadn't started brilliantly for them either. But they've found their feet. They found their formation. They look confident. They look happy. Um, the one thing, and this sounds ridiculous, given that they scored three goals against Rangers in midweek. The one thing I think he would like to add is more goals because in the Premiership they're not scoring nearly enough. The wins of you know I saw them the other week when. They won 1-0 at Livingston and I saw them again here a couple of weeks ago when they drew with Aberdeen a week after they beat them in the, in the cup when they drew them here in the league and it's just at the sharp end they need more goals John O'Beaker's getting the rest today and Lee Irwin's going to lead the line so it'll be interesting to see if there's more of a cutting edge from Lee Irwin he should have scored a winner in that game against Aberdeen deep deep into injury time it was cleared off the line he's getting another chance today and St Mirren will hope he can grab that opportunity uh, let's go back to Ross County against Hamilton This reminds me, uh, Fraser Wishart um, of, of a meeting of these sides a few seasons ago There was an old favourite of the Super Scoreboard team We'll, we'll leave him nameless because it's only fair um, Who managed to get a lift home in the Hamilton Aki's team bus from Dingwall A few seasons ago So just if you're struggling for a lift There's a wee idea for you You might want to try and uh, see if Brian Rice is as accommodating I'm sure that uh, the... the People in charge of Hamilton would welcome me on board, given all the criticism over the years I've had for <laughs> slagging us tough pitches. But uh, uh, you know, I was actually just thinking, there's a four o'clock announcement by the government. I'm thinking, well, I get back down the road, they might shut the Democtor Pass off, and they might have to stay up here for, <laughs> for a week or so. But uh, no, I'll be fine. I've, I've not got a parker. I don't need one. I don't know where Alec Ray is. Just getting a bit old. Needs to get out to games more. I'm just mm. got my thermals on, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to this game. And Roger's talking there about St Mirren and uh, their goal scoring and. It happens to all teams at the bottom, of course, they don't score enough goals. And Ross County have only scored 10 in 17 league games. Look at some of the stats, really, really bizarre. You, you, you think they're, they've done well this year, but uh, 10 goals there. And um, they've actually only won one and had three draws in their last 14 league games, a decent start. But they've been really, really poor recently, and that's probably why Stuart Kettlewell has gone with far more strikers in his team, Ross Stewart. We're told we'll play in a wide area. Uh, Michael Gardine just off the front two of Billy McKay and Ollie Shaw. So he's clearly thinking his team need to win this game, need to get back on track again. And another defeat here would really crank up the pressure, I think, both in Stuart and on the players as well. And there could be a wee gap at the bottom of the table there for, for, for Ross County going into Christmas. So they're clearly going for it. Aki's are going to sit in, they'll be the fan and probably maybe play midfield, maybe Sterling play midfield. They've got six defensive players in the team, they'll look to hit in the break as well. So they'll be difficult to break down. I do fancy County, though I think they've got enough firepower 
on the pitch to, to cause Aki's problems and I think the home team will just win it by the odd goal but it's a big game for County it really is can you imagine I don't mean to make light Of the government announcement That's coming this afternoon But I've, just, I've got visions Wisher The Rolls Royce Rolling down the A9 Chris Rea on Full bung Then he finds that the snow gates Have been shut And he's locked out For the next few weeks Boris Listen for Boris Johnson <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon They know In their deepest subconscious You don't mess with the leader of PFA Scotland Well to be honest with you Hugh I was talking to Derek Ferguson Who's sitting to my right on our channel And we've decided that if that happens We'll just get a wee button Ben And a carry out And we'll have a nice Christmas together up here somewhere Because it's uh, Everything's open up here But uh, I'll get down the road I'm sure And uh, hopefully after a few goals And a good game What a documentary that would make Thank you to Fraser Wishart uh, Up there at the Global Energy Stadium In Dingwall um, Very quickly because we are approaching the kickoffs Hibs against Dundee United is the last of our games, and my favourite stat surrounding this one. How's about this, Mark Wilson? The last time United won at Easter Road, February 2014, and you played a key role, unused sub on the bench, <laughs> spurring the guys on. Yeah, I did that all too often in 2014 for United. Yeah, you don't remember you that at all, do you? No, no, no. Yeah, I looked it up did for it? you. Yeah, unused what was the sub. Score? Uh, three something. Can't remember. Three something. Okay. And, uh, I raised yeah. it from my memory February 2014 Last United win At Easter Road Will we get another one This afternoon Well we'll find out A bit later on Hibs United St Mirren St Johnson Ross County Hamilton And Rangers Motherwell That is your Premiership menu This afternoon We've got great games Down the divisions as well And of course Building up To the Scottish Cup final Between Celtic And Hearts Tomorrow We're here until 6 You can tweet us all afternoon You can get involved In the phones a bit later on We'll give you kickoffs And your first half teaser next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Three o'clock Saturday afternoon football should be all that's on your mind today. We've got Rangers against Motherwell, Ross County, Hamilton, St Mirren, St Johnston, Hibbs, Dundee United in the top flight. A whole host of great games down the divisions and the small matter of a Scottish Cup final tomorrow as well. I have missed your hopeless predictions over the last four nights, Hugh Keevens, but yeah. we are back this afternoon. And I look forward to you telling us how things are not going to pan out today. What have you got? I want you to take your first instalment of the family allowance money. <laughs> now that you're a proud father, I want you to take the family allowance money and get it on the following. Hibs to beat Dundee United. Rangers to beat Motherwell. Ross County to beat Hamilton. And St Mirren to finish off a good week by beating St Johnston. Four homes. Oh, I'll go Hibs to win, Rangers to win, Ross County to win, and St Mirren will get a point against St Johnson. I'm going for a Hibs draw, I'm going for a Rangers win, Ross County will draw with Hamilton, and St Mirren will draw with St Johnston. There we are, what do you think? How do you see it going this afternoon? Why not tweet us and let us know, get your predictions in, then you can screenshot them, send us them back at five o'clock, and tell everyone that you knew exactly what was coming. Let's get underway. Scottish football's lead leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's go to Easter Road. It's full time there. Let's get the story of it with Callum Clark. 
Hibs 1, Dundee United 1. A 91st minute equaliser for Dundee United. Luke Bolton off the bench, tapping in at the back post after a cross was deflected into his path. Jack Ross, the Hibs boss, he will be tearing his hair out how Hibs have not won this game. They had chance after chance. Four top saves from Benjamin Segrist in the United Sticks in the first half. At least two in the second half, twice keeping out Christian Dodge, who was one-on-one with the keeper. United, they really didn't have too many chances until the end. They switched to 4-4-2 right at the start of the second half, matching up with Hibs. Mickey Mellon making a double change, but they really didn't make too many chances. The two strikers, Shanklins and McNulty, feeding off scraps, but then Bolton makes his way unmarked to the back post, taps past Marciano, and well... We didn't really think United were going to get anything from this game. They have snatched the point from the death. Full time at Easter Road. Hibs won. Dundee United won. Big finish there at Easter Road. Where else are we finished? Are we finishing Dingwall? Yes, I think we are. Fraser. Ross County nil. Hamilton Academical 2. Aki's did what Aki's do time after time. They get a victory in important games. And this was no different. They were excellent defensively. And they're on the back foot for most of the second half. But really good goals in either half by midfielders Ross Callahan and Scott Martin got them the three points. The goal from Callahan in the first half came in 22 minutes. County midfield player Jordan Tilson caught in the ball by Haki Modifan. The ball broke to Ross Callahan. Good touch and an excellent low finish from 20 yards by the midfield player. It was excellent. Throughout the game, low to the goalkeeper's right. Callahan had Aki's other best chance in the first half. He pulled a shot one yard wide from a similar position for County. They started brightly. Gardine, Sean Stewart all should have done better with their chances, but they were left with it all to do in the second half to try and break down the Aki's back five. It's always going to be difficult for them. And in the early part of the half, they had all the pressure. 53 minutes Keith Watson cross met by the head of Ross Stewart really good save by Ryan Fulton Stewart then brought out another save from Fulton for a Gardine shot Luke Goldbound was a great block by Aaron Martin Aki's content to drop off 5-4-1 leave David Moyle up front on his own just soak up the pressure from County try and hit on the break and one of those breaks they went two up on 62 minutes an excellent goal by Scott Martin who's first on to a loose ball lovely touch plus Jacoviti as he burst into the box and he was cool with the goalkeeper coming out to him with an excellent low finish past the goalkeeper into the right-hand corner. A really good goal. County were rocked by that goal. Stuart Kettlewell made a few substitutions. Shaw tried his luck from 25 yards. His effort was a yard wide. And it was still all County as we headed towards the full-time whistle. But Aki's defending deep and bravely plenty of blocks. And he didn't really feel that County were going to get back into the game. In fact, it was at the other end. Moyo was keeping County busy on his own. And good skill took him into the box. Just as he looked like he was going to score a third goal. It was a good save, a good block by Ross Laidlaw. It was a good chance for Moyo. And he should have scored that third goal. But as the game wore on, Aki's defending brilliantly, defending their box fantastically well. They saw the game out comfortably. And you could tell by the reaction of the Aki staff and subs at full-time whistle how important this win is. Happy trip back down the A9. County in danger of becoming isolated at the bottom of the table. Full-time here in Dingwall, Ross County nil, Hamilton Academical 2. And we've got a very, very late goal at Ibrox. Goal flashes with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Late drama at Ibrox. Not really. It's Kamar Roof who makes it. Rangers three, Motherwell one. Always likely to happen. Motherwell trying to commit, and again, lovely turn and finish. Ball sits up on the six-yard line, and he lashes it into the top corner. Rangers three, Motherwell one, and that is that. Hugh Evans. Not often you see Stephen Gerrard as animated as that. He turns to a stand that can only contain directors and the the substitute players, and the arms in the air, very excited. He knows. It's been a struggle He knows How vital it is That they have survived That struggle And got the goals In the end And it's full time At Ibrox Let's get the story With Andrew McLean 
Rangers 3, Motherwell 1, the full-time score at Ibrox. And a late turnaround gives the home side a hard-fought victory against a very stubborn Motherwell side this afternoon. Motherwell took the lead just six minutes in to shock the host. Rangers didn't deal with Stephen O'Donnell's long throw. And when it came back out to Stephen O'Donnell on the right-hand side, a lovely low ball across the face of goal. And Callum Lang popped up at the back post to tap home for 1-0. Rangers dominant in possession, but really struggling to break down a well-drilled Motherwell side who sat with two banks of five at the back, Rangers looked livelier in the second half, they upped the tempo, they brought on Joe Aribo and Yanis Hadji who were key to turning the game around, they added a bit more flair, a bit more urgency and Rangers looked a lot more like scoring in the second 45, they took their time to do it but eventually in the 73rd minute it came, James Tavernier's cross on the right hand side wasn't dealt with at the back post by Bevis Mugabe, the ball fell to Kamar Roof who smashed it high into the net for the equaliser, moments later they nearly went ahead, Borna Barisic with the cross this time, Kamar Roof's glancing header went just wide and then finally they went ahead seven minutes to go James Tavernier's corner went all the way through to the back post and Cedric Eaton headed home to grab all three points and right at the death there was an opportunity for Rangers to get a third they broke through into the box it came to Kamar Roof on the six yard line and he smashed that one high into the net for his second of the game they had to fight hard for it but the Ibrox side goes 16 points clear at the top of the table the full time score at Ibrox Rangers 3 Motherwell 1 and it's full time in Paisley what a game Roger Hanna's witnessed this afternoon tell us all about it Roger what a game and what a week for St Mirren St Mirren 3 St Johnson 2 after Beth Fred Cup victory over Rangers in midweek Jim Goodwin's men are now up to 8th place in the Premiership with a dramatic come from behind win here against 10 man St Johnson they trailed twice in the first half they were still behind with just 8 minutes to go but in this week of dramatic 3-2 wins here in Paisley Goodwin's buddies have done it again he could have been ahead after 14 minutes recalled Lee Irwin shot from 20 yards pushed out by St Johnson keepers under Clark. Jamie McGrath then turned away from Murray Davidson and fired a shot wide from just outside the box moments later but it was St Johnson who moved ahead after 21 minutes from the penalty spot David Wallerspoon pulled down just inside the box by Joe Shaughnessy he landed a booking Stevie May made no mistake with a powerful shot from the spot that squirmed under the body of St Mirren goalkeeper Jack Anik the hosts were level after 38 minutes a fine volley in the box by young Ethan Erhahan float float flying high past Sander Clark but St Johnson turned it around to lead again a minute before the break left wing back Scott Tander cutting in onto his right foot and curling a low shot past Anik and inside the far post there was still time at the end of the first half for St Johnson to be reduced to 10 men captain Jason Kerr landing a straight red card from referee Stephen McLean for an ugly lunge and Elkai Durmus in the far side of the field St Mirren tried as much as he could but couldn't get an early breakthrough in the second half indeed they relied on Anik making a fine fingertip save to deny Liam Gordon with a header from a Craig Conway cross after 59 minutes Goodwin threw everything at it on when John Opeka, Kyle McAllister, Brandon Mason and Cam McPherson but just when it looked as if the breakthrough wasn't coming they levelled 2-2 after 82 minutes McAllister's cross, a deep cross from the right going right up to the back post and there was Erwin to head past Clark that wasn't enough for St Mirren though. five minutes later it was McAllister again from the right hand side this time a dead ball a free kick swung into the six yard box and there was Obika to boom a header home for 3-2 there was still time for Cammy McPherson to hit an injury time free kick against the post but in this week of all weeks for St Mirren they just had to get it three points St Mirren 3 St Johnston 2 what an afternoon of football and now it is over to you 0141 951 1025 it's time for the open line if your team were in action today what did you make of it Rangers fans how nervy was that or were you always confident you would pull through and get the three points what did you make of the game today what stood out for you 
How big a win might that turn out to be At the end of the season Motherwell fans Close, closer than most have come at Ibrox But not close enough What did you make of the game? 01419511025 And of course tomorrow I know it's the 20th of December But the small matter of a Scottish Cup final Celtic fans, the question for you tonight Is a big one Who should play? Pick your team Because this is the last chance you'll have 01419511025 The open line is next After the action, it's your reaction 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Give us a call Let us know what is on your mind 01419511025 Speak to Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Alex Ray About today's football Or maybe even The Scottish Cup final Tomorrow It finished in the Scottish Premiership Hibs 1 Dundee United 1 Ross County 0 Hamilton Ackies 2 St Mirren 3 St Johnson 2 And Rangers 3 Motherwell 1 In the Championship Dundee 3 Dunfermline 3 Are both 2 Air 1 Alloa 2, Inverness 1 And Morton 2, Queen of the South 0 In Scottish League 1, Partick Thistle 0, Peterhead 1 East 5, 2, 4 for 0 Montrose 4, Dumbarton 0 Cove Rangers 2, Clyde 3 In Scottish League 2, Edinburgh City 2, Stirling Albion 3 Stranraer 4, Albion Rovers 0 Annan 1, Queen's Park 2 Elgin 2, Stenhouse Muir 0 And Cowdenbeath 2, Brecon City 0 Finally the English Premier League Just the two games, Palace 0 Liverpool 7 And Southampton 0 Man City 1 Let's hear from you What have you got After today's football Or to preview tomorrow's Quite a day Hugh Evans. Yeah uh, The Rangers fans I'm sure Went through a very rough Afternoon uh, 17 minutes of the game To go Regulation time And Motherwell are winning 1-0 Now at that point The Rangers fans Are watching from behind the couch uh, The Celtic fans are Itching to get onto the phone To say that Rangers have collapsed Their bottle has gone Etc etc But Motherwell played the percentages And when you play the percentages You're defying fate And eventually Time caught up with them And they could not defend Their goal properly And You look at the three goals And they're all Down to defensive frailty From my point of view Yeah I think Rangers fans Will come on tonight And say That's that's the kind of performance that wins you titles Hugely frustrating Different from what they've seen going on at Ibrox This year so far mm. But they found a way ultimately Got to give credit to Stephen Gerrard and Rangers For keep knocking at the door Hugh is right Defensive frailties The goals could have been avoided But Rangers kept at it And they got their rewards Let's bring in Scott in Motherwell Who's a Rangers fan um, Obviously up against his hometown team today Scott what did you make of it? Hi panel um, I was... Uh... I've just after watching the game there, um, and I was obviously really frustrated first half. I thought it was total anti-football for Motherwell, and you know I get the point because I can remember years ago, you know when Rangers played Barcelona and Messi called anti-football. And although you're, I mean, as a Rangers fan at the time, you're over the moon with the point and the money and things like that, but it was anti-football. And he was right, and I'm a kind of football purist, I like to see good football, and two teams want to win the game, that just wasn't on offer today. Well, you know, so, I, would suggest so, so I was just going to, just to elaborate more, Scott, is that your main c- conclusion after the game today, or is that secondary to it being a really good win for Rangers and potentially league winning and all the rest of it, is, is your main feeling after that about Mullow's tactics? Um, obviously, you know, happy that they've, they've, they've got the, the win. Right, and you know, it is wins like that that win you championships, and I understand that. But it's about Scottish football for me. 
and about tactics and and things Listen. like that. I mean, there's there's great. See, the last time I've, I wasn't going to phone the radio the day if Rangers had drawn or get beat in the game. I only phone because there would be excuses and. It's up to Rangers to break the team down and, and, and all that type of stuff. And I get that. I totally understand all that. But I'm a, I'm a purist, as I say. I want to see good football. I want to see two teams attacking. And oh. it was it was, a, it was evident, you know, during England there. And they were talking about Leeds United. And they were saying about the manager getting the sack. And, you know, they should bring in Sam Allardyce because he'll keep them in the division. And they've stuck with the guy. And, and he's, you know, they beat. Newcastle five two the other day they were outstanding. That that for me, mm. you know, speaks volumes, and that, I think that's what football's all about. Claptrap. Um, you know, it's not about the purity of Scottish football. You don't care less. You couldn't care less about the purity of Scottish football. You want Rangers to win the fifty fifth title, and you've had a rough afternoon watching Motherwell defy Rangers for seventy three minutes, and then the roof caved in. And it was Motherwell's fault because all the three goals that Rangers got, you could put down to defensive mistakes. Only two types of football. Winning football, losing football. Walter Smith took your team to a European final by stonewalling the opposition when it was necessary. When it was necessary. You don't get to a European final simply by stonewalling your way there. But when it was necessary, Walter Smith would have done that. So it's not about the purity of Scottish football. Do me a favour. I've no, I have no issue whatsoever. Oh, Scott, if you just, I, I, I have no issue with any team setting up the way that they want. It was a very difficult afternoon for Rangers to break them down. Stephen Gerrard will be delighted that he found solutions to that, and the substitutes had a big part in that as well. And. The most important thing for Steven Gerrard and the Rangers was to bounce back today sure. and get them three mm. points. How should Motherwell have set up Scott then? If, you know, because you, obviously you say you're a purist, so you'll, I'm sure you'll, you know, how should they have gone about it? See if they attacked Rangers. Rangers mm-hmm. can be vulnerable at the back. You know, see if see if they attacked Rangers, they could have come away with a victory. They were one up. You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I look at my pals. Obviously, they, they were one up. They were one up. The attack. Ah, but it wasn't Hugh, it wasn't through attacking. Oh right. Come on. It was it was certainly certainly wasn't through attacking. They got a throw in and piled people forward for that throw in. They got the and then back again. Hugh, see the thing, it was a great example you gave there because I was at that UEFA Cup final and I was there throughout the campaign and Walter Smith stifled teams and, and all that. And I and I understand it and that's how they got to the final. I've never been more disappointed in a game of football in my life than that final because the tactics that we showed the whole way through to get to the final we tried in the final and it, and it ended up it, it lost as a game because we were so negative we didn't know how to break teams down or how to play that football Scott, Scott but, but if you hadn't played that if you hadn't played a particular style during the, the run to getting to Manchester the likelihood is if you'd have played expansive football you wouldn't have got there the thing is, Mark, having obviously stood and watched that, I certainly didn't enjoy that type of performance. But I sure as well would have if if the result had had stayed, had the, stayed same, yeah. the same. And it, and it didn't, so it backfires. I get Scott's point. He says that they should have gone there and attacked. Maybe Scott's doing his own team a disservice there, actually, believe it or not. So desperate to criticise Muller's tactics, he's doing his own team a disservice. The only teams that have even scored a goal... At Ibrooks this Benfica season Before Motherwell Are Benfica 
and standardly age. So yeah. you have a choice as a manager, Scott. Do you not? You've got a choice. You can be open like Brian Rice was and lose eight nil. Even Aberdeen tried to get in Rangers' faces, lose four nil. No one can even come near the Rangers' goal. And you want Stephen Robinson to go and set up more expansive? Why would he do that? To attract fans to watch games To attract fans into, into football stadiums right, but Stephen Robinson doesn't try to get results He won't have a job So he won't really be bothering about getting fans in It's results driven isn't it? First and foremost You're right and I admire it It's, it's very admirable about the brand and all the rest of it. it It's great But we always say it's results driven business don't we? You wonder why Scotland have never You know Done anything for 1998 Got to a, a, a finals You know for the national team It's the mentality we've got in Scotland the mentality we've even got in Britain. You know, the English Premiership's the same. Why is England no winning World Cups? Because we're all that interested in tactics and defending and keeping it tight. Instead of, you know, learning technique and attacking and giving people that, that freedom to go and play football. Again, it's, it's all lovely sentiments. I, yeah. love it. I love all the buzzwords, but I just wonder for Stephen yeah. Robinson that if the reality is just different. Listen, Stephen Robinson has a responsibility to Motherwell. And to go there and get the right result for Motherwell He's not interested in the purity of Scottish football He's got a result for Motherwell And he was trying to cling on to an early goal Which somehow came about by Motherwell not attacking But they scored the goal, I, I, I don't understand it But anyway, he was there to do a job for Motherwell And... He tried to stonewall Rangers and it didn't work in the end and defensive mistakes allowed Rangers to score three times. Steven Gerrard would not attempt to put up the kind of defence that Scott is trying to put up. Steven Gerrard would respect a manager who set his team out to make life difficult for Rangers. That is football. You never know, he might We're about to hear from him He might object to it We will find out Thank you to Scott in Motherwell 01419511025 You're shaking your head Alex Ray You don't think so? I don't think Stephen Gerrard Will worry about the opposition manager's tactics I think you'll see more of that As the season goes on Gordon Particularly at Ibrox And um, no, I've no issues at all With how people set up their team uh, Let's move straight on Jake is a Rangers fan from Partick uh, What did you take away from the game today Jake? Alright panel, how you doing? Uh First time caller, so I just wanted to bump on the show. Good, good to uh, Thanks a lot. Uh, first, I had two points I wanted to make. Uh, the first point I wanted to say was uh, I feel like that game today, I said it to my girlfriend when Ruth scored the equaliser, I think that game today shows that Rangers not only have the ability to win the league, but have the character to win the league. I'm not saying the league's over for a long shot, and don't quote me for saying that. But I just think they've shown today that they have the character to do it. Now, I heard Scott on the line just before, I think his name was Scott, sitting saying about Motherwell's tactics. Motherwell's tactics don't matter to me, as long as Rangers win the game. And they've shown today that they've showed the, they've got the character to win games like that. And if they can do that for the remainder of the season, then there's no reason why Rangers can't win the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's interesting about this, Hugh, because when you... Um, you hear that a lot, don't you? That's the type of performance uh-huh. that wins your leagues. Now, if you keep doing it, We've had this, we had this debate with Celtic months ago If you keep doing it It actually might be a sign of, of what's to come But actually Rangers have been sweeping everything before them yeah. And then today was a real test And they come through it So you do just wonder What that means going forward uh, I think first and foremost about today Rangers deserve immense credit Because they have gone a goal down Half time There's still a goal down 
Time and time again We use the phrase Big 45 minutes coming up 17 minutes of regulation time to go There's still a goal down But come back And get three goals Immense credit to them for Living with the pressure that was building Minute by minute against Motherwell And it is the kind of result That has a pivotal look to it Last season it wouldn't have happened The season before wouldn't have happened But this season Rangers are different And they've come back off a result That shocked every Rangers supporter to the Mm. core They've lived with the pressure And they have succeeded in the end And it's a big day for Stephen Gerrard You make a very very valid point there That was a different challenge today Because no one has actually come in And actually played two banks of five It's another uh, kind of way a team set up They had to go about it the hard way But when you actually look at the statistics And this is a thing that teams who do that Have to bear in mind 82% possession And it's just constant wave And Mark, Mark, we've been there as players Mm -hmm. Where you're trying to defend for your life And as the game wears on Mistakes do happen It's interesting Mark Because teams have sat in And tried to stifle Rangers this season Obviously you would But it only really becomes a talking point When it nearly works When it doesn't no one cares Yeah yeah, we've seen Rangers go deep. Uh, teams go sit deep against Rangers this season. Of course, we have because they're they're winning games all mm-hmm. the time. But it's only when it nearly works. That people yeah, get that a bit gets annoyed. mentioned. Yeah, and it's called anti football. And it's not. It's the game. It's it's different tactics. If we didn't have different tactics, then it, I mean, football wouldn't be worth watching if everybody just played the same open way. I I think Motherwell should take great credit from the way they played. Also for seventy odd minutes, I think you could clearly see that they worked in a game plan. You know They did try and get forward I have to disagree with Scott before They did try and attack in the first half They picked their times But I have to agree with Jake 100% what he says Is that it shows that Rangers Have got the mentality To go all the way Results like that, afternoons like that are tough When you think you're 1-0 down And everything's going against you Even the wee bits round about the box They weren't falling for Rangers like they have done and weeks gone by You know Even the offside goal Stephen Davis It would have been easy For them to You know Hunch the shoulders And say Oh hmm. it's not our day But they kept going And showing that They've got that strength Who stood out for you today Jake? Uh, I was just leading on To my second point um, For me Stephen Davis I, I know Kamar Ruth Get man of the match But Stephen Davis And I, that, this is my second point Like I said For me He is the best Centre midfielder To play in Scotland Since Barry Ferguson and, and it's, you can debate me all you want, but I just think the calibre of player that he is, everything he can do, his, his composure on the ball, everything. I, I'm a coach myself and I played myself and he is one player that I would kill to have on my team. He's just so good. Everything he does oozes class. And I heard a stat today, I was watching on Ranger TV, and I think it was uh, Kevin Thompson said, Davis has only started 10 league games this year. And for me, obviously I think Gerrard's wrestling for Europe and obviously that makes sense, but it's just... You just see what you can do Even the other night Against the Mun Obviously they lost the game It was his goal That brought them back into it Now it was awful defending For the third goal But Stephen Davis just oozes That class That mentality And obviously he's been there Done that before Him and Alan McGregor Are the only players on that team That have won a league title before Jake hang on the line Because you make some good points And I want to get them addressed But today's results Have cost a manager his job Let's go to Fraser Wisher And find out what's happening In Dingwall Fraser 
Hi, Gordon. Yes, uh, the bad news for, for Stuart Kettlewell is that he's been relieved of his job at uh, Ross County by Chairman Roy McGregor um, after today's result. He came out to speak to the media bravely, Stuart, and spoke very well, spoke of his love for Ross County, no issue with the club, no issue with the chairman, but uh, he is no longer manager of Ross County, so the search will go on for a new manager. They, of course, play at Celtic Park on Boxing Day, but they, after that, there are some real key games, and perhaps the fact they're now four points adrift at the bottom with a long Long, long run of poor form. Maybe that's influenced Roy McGregor. And, of course, he tends to go early. You know, Roy over the piece. I think he does sort the players out financially. Sort of manage out financially. But over the years, you can think of Jim McIntyre. I think of Owen Coyle as well. He doesn't wait until it gets too bad and teams are, uh, his teams are so adrift they can't catch the teams above them. He'll make uh, swift and decisive action. So after tonight's game, uh, obviously Stuart Ketto called into the boardroom, had a chat with uh, Roy McGregor, and he's no longer manager of Ross County. Incredible turn of events And Fraser I understand though He did a post-match media conference You've spoken to him You recorded it It's making our way to us And we were about to play it out What What did he say? Did he talk about that? Just just there yeah Just He came out and I thought it was very brave of him I thought fair play to Stuart He could easily have walked away And just left a message with the media But he came and spoke to us all and just said exactly that. And I, th- I think he's really disappointed. He's somebody who's steeped in this club. He's been a player. He was a youth coach. He came in as joint coach and, and manager with uh, Stephen Ferguson and took over on his own this this season. <clears throat> Won promotion with him, of course, a couple of seasons ago as well. So he had success as, as a manager of the team. So he's been around this club for a long, long time. And uh, it'll be a, a real blow for him and his family when he goes home tonight. And he's no longer manager, but fair play to, to Stuart. He came out to speak to the media and he, and he just said exactly that. No problem with the, the chairman, no problem with the board they just wish the club all the best and, and I think we're still talking as, as uh, describing the club as we you know that's somebody who's been around the club a long time so a tough night for Stuart as an individual but uh, as I said Ryan McGregor has quite often made these decisions very very swiftly and quite often they've worked I think Stuart came into his job on that kind of basis as well halfway through the season so uh, it's a tough day for Stuart I've known Stuart for many many years as well and uh, he finds himself tonight sitting at home just before Christmas without a job but uh, as I said before Roy McGregor does look after these guys I don't think they ever want for their contract etc but Stuart is no longer manager of Ross County Well football is a business as Fraser well knows and the man in charge of the business Roy McGregor has looked at a team who have not won a league match since mid-September now is the right time to do it it's a sad day when a man loses his job but now is the time to do it they're only four adrift Ross County they have 20 league matches to play there is ample time to address the four point deficit and Roy McGregor clearly feels that Stuart Kettlewell, in spite of that amazing result against Celtic in the Betfred Cup, the league form does not suggest that he's capable of getting Ross County off the bottom. So Roy McGregor, the owner, reserves the right to go and get a man he believes can do that. He's probably right. Big picture, yeah. Alex. It's just when, when a manager doesn't make it to 10 past five after yeah. a game, it's, yeah. it's quite dramatic. I think it's been in the offing, Gordon, when you look at some of the results. You touched on it, not one for, for several months now. And um, they're four points adrift and they can't afford to go any anymore. It gives them a week or two to uh, identify a manager. Uh, they may well have one in, in, in place now. But get into the January window, you would want someone to be able to buy the, their own players, have a couple of weeks to maybe put a stamp on it because they really need to get some wins soon because they don't want to gonna get any more adrift. OK, uh, we'll leave that there. We will hear from Stuart Kettlewell, the former Ross County manager. Uh, but Jake made some good points. He was very high in his praise for um, Stephen Davis. He called him the best centre mid in Scotland since Barry Ferguson. That 
is it's probably a, a bigger debate for another day, but yeah. but generally is is that is that close? Would you agree? What about Stephen Davis? Uh, listen, I, I think he's been outstanding, an outstanding servant uh, for Rangers uh, over these couple of spells. Outstanding player. Um, what age is he? 30 36, 37. Thirty-seven. I mean, 37, still yeah. looks one of the fittest there. Controls games. Um, you know, Jake's not far wrong. When if you had to compile a list of probably the top. You know, five three, midfielders yeah. uh, from that period. Yeah, Stephen Davis would certainly be in there. Um, yeah, incredible, and he just keeps rolling on. And his experience is vital to Rangers as well. He's, was, he's was, about to turn thirty six. He's still yeah. thirty five. Uh, the 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 point that Jake makes, I think, is really fascinating because we can look back and times gone by. I, I like to keep him here and now. When Stephen Davis came back here, he really struggled for fitness because he had been playing at Southampton. It That's took him a while. Yeah. People thought he was finished. The level of performance that this guy is putting in, as Gordon says, I think he's just turning 36, is remarkable because he is the go-to guy. He's a guy, he's a quarterback, he gets everything going in the right direction. He's a guy that's looking to probe with passes all the time and his technical ability is absolutely top draw and the, the way he gets about the pitch for a 36-year-old as well is remarkable. And I think that the, the key point that Jake made as well is 10 starts, Gordon, in, in the league. Mm-hmm. That, that's fascinating because what's happening there is the manager's sparing him because he knows that he can't play the full campaign. Uh, and Jake, so do you feel do you feel more confident in in Rangers winning the league based on what you saw today? Oh, one hundred percent, Gordon. Uh, I've I've been trying to like hold it back as much as possible. I believe Rangers are now favourites, and I believe they've been favourites for a wee while. But I think today. Like I said, my first point cemented the fact that Rangers now have a mentality, a character that they can go on and and win games for a 36-game period or whatever long it is, even going under the split. Uh, I also feel that it shows that we can beat teams that... I'm not trying to discredit them all, I don't think that, but like we can beat teams that are going to play, like Alex Ray said, just that low block that's so difficult to break down. And for me, if we can do that, then I think that it's inevitable... That we should go on And if we're not winning the league We're there or thereabouts But for me Like If you answer your question Yes I feel that we are favourites To win the league Okay thank you very much to Jake That was his first time Make sure you get in touch with us again Jake Jake and Partick 01419511025 We will start hearing from today's managers next The games are over The talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Lively afternoon of Scottish football Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Are here to take your calls A potentially massive win for Rangers Motherwell extremely stuffy Took the lead held out until Just beyond the hour mark I think But in the end Rangers too strong in an attacking sense And win 3-1 Hibs 1-all against Dundee United Ross County nil, Hamilton 2 And that is the end for Stuart Kettlewell Sacked at the end of that game As Ross County manager And a great win for St Mirren Dramatic turnaround St Mirren 3 St Johnston too We've also got Tomorrow's football Scottish Cup final Celtic fans This is the last chance You'll have To pick your team Who should play Is Hazard in goals Is Sorrow playing Turnbull Does Scott Brown Miss out on a cup final You tell us Let us know on the phones Let's go straight Back there James Is in Cumbernauld How's it going James? Yeah not bad Guys yourself? Yep not bad at all What was your take on Today's action then? Well I'm a Laurel fan So I thought we looked comfortable in the game, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, first half, I, I didn't think uh, Rangers proved there any any problems. Uh, second half, obviously, was a different kettle of fish, but we were maybe getting tired and 
uh, and maybe out my feet a little bit, and that's how we, how we conceded maybe uh, defensive mistake goals. But I'm really for up with regards to the previous Rangers fan, I think I can't remember his name. He was uh, calling out Stephen Robinson and his tactics, and uh, these uh, smaller clubs in Scotland want to um, attack us as what to just park the bus. If you, right, if you remember rightly, when we played Rangers at uh, Fir Park, we off the back of the European defeat at Beersheba, um, we played attacking football, and we get we get uh, hammered. Same against Celtic when they get put out of Europe, we played them and we played attacking football and got hammered four one. So obviously Robertson's looked at it and said, "Well, I can't beat them playing like that. So I'm going to have to try and maybe, you know, park the bus and play in a counter attack." And that's what small clubs need to do against Celtic and Rangers. The, the financial gulf is huge. And I'm sick of hearing old firm fans slagging the smaller clubs and the way they play football. Unfortunately, that's the way they need to play to get results. And that's how that's what the Murn played like and played in the count and, and won 3 2. So I'm just sick of hearing the, the old firm fans and, and slagging the likes of Murrow and that and the way they play. I mean, uh, in fairness, James, you, you would accept that you can't defend it to the extent that. It didn't work You know You got nothing from the game That's what a lot of Rangers fans Are pointing out On social media right now Oh I understand that uh, But my, my point is Well Look when we played Attacking football And, and passed the ball well and, and we got absolutely hammered Against Rangers and Celtic At first part Yeah uh, to, be, so, to be fair James That we had two Rangers uh, Supporters before you The first one Was banging on All the nonsense About the purity Of Scottish football uh, But The second one Jake From Partick Said that he had no problem with Motherwell's tactics And in fact The positive that he took from the day Was Rangers' mental strength In eventually overcoming Motherwell's tactics And scoring three goals So People who come on and talk about The tactics being anti-football They have been put through An afternoon of inconvenience The guy thought that Rangers were going to lose And it was making him more and more upset So by the time he gets to Rangers' equaliser He's the about to explode uh, And that's why You get the claptrap About the purity Of Scottish football And uh, this is anti-football So I, mean, I think there is a truth In it somewhere Though is there not Mark I mean in an ideal world That that is what you do Everyone goes out And really tries to win In an ideal world The, 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 the problem is Scottish football If you're Motherwell Is not ideal Because you come up Against a team I couldn't even Begin to put a figure on it In terms of the, the golf And and yeah. resources yeah. So it's not an ideal world For Motherwell no. That's the problem Yeah And Stephen Robinson Has to do the best For himself To keep himself In a job He doesn't want to Be like Stuart Kettlewell Relieved of his duties Because bear in mind The run Motherwell Are on just now You know Shipping was at three uh, Against Hibs You know One against St Mirren He's looking for a way To to stop conceding goals And for 70 minutes He found a way That's, that's football management You know It's not all just Get 11 players 4-4-2 four, four, Or whatever formation You want to play And go ahead You could clearly see He worked in it He thought it was the best way He didn't get anything from it But I mean You shouldn't have fans Coming on and criticising Saying they shouldn't do that What Rangers fans or, 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 or Scott Does he want Motherwell To come And play You know A full Expansive. back in one touchline A full back in the other And let Rangers play through them to entertain him No That's not football That's not real football It worked for 73 minutes Gordon And uh, obviously getting the goal Early helped him And but I think Mark Touches on a point there Which is very valid That they're not winning Six now Hugh Five defeats And they can go away From today Saying right okay We get a good account of ourselves Kept in the game As long as we possibly could 
And it isn't hammering So the game's something to build on uh, James, that said The guys are right The overall picture doesn't look Great for Motherwell at the moment They are on a A poor run Does that concern you at all? Um, it is concerning a bit of course Because uh, We were On a, an alright run uh, Before now But uh, We just seem to Lacking of cutting edge up front Even though Tony Watt works his socks off And, and Lang works his socks off We don't seem to have a An out and out goal scorer uh, To score his goals When we are on the attack Like when we You beat one off in Austin Burn We were We had Majority of the possession But we didn't do anything with it uh, And that, that is a concerning thing But we have had I've got a few players out Like uh, The left back Jake Carroll Who, who was outstanding Before he got uh, badly injured uh, And other players out So We're playing Like Michael Hara And uh, we had to play Ricky Lamy and left back means a centre back, so they've been out of position. So maybe when they come back in, we might go on a little bit of a run, uh, and and hope our aim is just to stay up. Uh, anything above that, uh, I win one in in Morrow's eyes, you know, with a fan uh, uh, run club. So uh, anything more than top six is a is a bonus for us. So it's all about staying in the league. But if we, if we don't uh, muck up our socks, we'll we'll be. In the relegation battle We're lucky we get these six points For nothing Because if, if you take these six points away uh, we're, we're right in the dog fight so. That is true Thank you very much James Sorry I'll have to leave it there I just want to squeeze uh, A couple more in But thank you to James In Cumbernauld Make sure you Get back in touch with us soon uh, Scott is in Shawlands Scott is a Rangers fan What was your main Sort of feeling After that game today? Uh, well delighted to get the To get the three points Obviously um, As some of the other Callers have said I don't, I don't really care How Motherwell played if we win the league this season Nobody's going to remember Today To be perfectly honest uh, My main point however Is um, Today really reaffirmed uh, The board's Positive investment In the summer To bring in Roof And Itton Because if this Game had happened last year Alfredo's out And you know It's just Defoe Who's going to Pop up and score those goals Those goals literally Wouldn't have came from anywhere If it had been last season But this year We've got those guys That have came in um, and dug us out of a, a hole today And I think that's going to be a really big point For winning uh, Going on to try and challenge for the league Absolutely Scott I think I think the addition of Cedric Itton I was screaming from just after half time To put the big centre forward on Because it gives you another option You then factor in uh, Roof for me What did you say it was? 10 and 10 starts? Something uh, like that? 10 league goals and 10 starts It's a remarkable return for a guy But it's not just that Because he works his corner He's crafty in and around about the box and he's a little predator. A couple of his goals today were very instinctive. Uh, so he, again, he brings another mm. dimension. And, and you're right, the board have backed Stephen Gerrard uh, with some serious cash. They recognise the need for extra firepower at the top mm. end of the pitch. Because this is a prime example, Gordon. One year ago, um, Morelos uh, gets sent off. Uh, it cost him. And... Today it didn't mm. cost Rangers because of these two guys mm. With the firepower that's at their disposal yeah, Mark I don't think there's any need to turn this into yet another Alfredo Morelos debate When he wasn't even playing um, But we, I floated the question a couple of weeks ago Is, is arguably Is Kamar Roof Rangers biggest attacking threat Perhaps at the yeah. moment given his return I think so I think Morelos has done decent out with the box But if you're a striker for Rangers you have to be scoring When there's four of you You have to be scoring When you start games Morelos if they're isn't win, If they're winning Mark 
Yeah, yeah, but Fabi, uh, 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 Firmino doesn't score a great deal of goals at Liverpool. And the two guys at either side are battering them out. Do, of the you, bar. So do you think Morelos will come straight? I said they didn't want to make it another Alfredo Morelos debate. No, but it's, it's, it's a debate in terms of who plays and who doesn't yeah, play. Yeah. It's not a case of the disciplinary. But to address Scott's core point, which was he wanted to thank the Rangers board for financially backing Stephen Gerrard. Mm. Rangers had an obligation to stop Celtic winning ten in a row. The obligation rests with the board And they know that if they don't stop Celtic winning 10 in a row The fans judge them harshly So John Bennett, the vice chairman And Douglas Park, the chairman Are digging deep Because they will have to uh, Provide money in the form of loans That will get Rangers to the end of the season But they will gladly pay out on players With the specific aim of stopping mm. 10 in a row And that's what they've done Yeah it's got lots of talk You know about Mentality And Bottle And all the rest of it Did, did Rangers answer Some of them today? I think so Definitely um, You know it was a It was a disappointment But um, They knew the, They knew the chance To extend the lead um, If Rangers had lost today Or even drawn You know it gives Celtic A wee bit of pep Going into the cup final And then going forward So Keeping up that pressure And I think There's just such a big difference This year Feeling much more confident Absolutely Thank you very much to Scott In Shawland Chris is on Twitter He is a Rangers fan A happy one He says it was Sir Alex Ferguson Who had an alright managerial career uh, Who said in 2010 When we got an 0-0 draw at Old Trafford Dealing with defensive teams Is the bigger team's problem It shouldn't be a criticism Of the team setting out that way 01419511025 Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard well, I think we got off to the worst possible start. We actually started the game on the front foot really bright, had a couple of shots through, through Jermaine Defoe. And um, you could see quite clear from the beginning of the game it was going to be on us to, to, to beat the block because um, we were up against a five and a five today, which is a new experience. So that's you know something we're going to have to look into. But yeah, and then we obviously never defended well enough on their goal. We should win the first header. We give a, a silly throw in away. We don't defend the throwing properly we turn our back on a cross and we let a runner free at the back post you can't defend like that at the top level but what I will say is our reaction from going a goal down has really pleased me today I thought we remained calm we were persistent in trying to find the breakthrough and we showed real bravery calmness and um, we knew it would come in the end if we kept asking the questions it's a, it's a big result very satisfied and uh, obviously you know there's, there's moments there where you're thinking you know is it going to come um, because you're asking so many questions and to be fair to Motherwell they defend them well uh, they're getting blocks in uh, they're heading it away um, There is moments and, and nerves Of course there is So to turn it round In the way we did Is, is usually satisfying It's a big three points And um, especially on the back Of a tough few days From a mental point of view We've been on an Excellent run So for the bump um, That stung And then it was about Trying to find that Response and reaction And credit to the players Over the 90 minutes After the first 10-15 minutes we, we were excellent today We're in December We're, we're pre-Christmas Um Obviously, much rather be where we are, of course. Um, but there's a lot of games in hand. We understand the situation, how it lies. But in terms of the league format, that's ten on the spin now. It's outstanding. The players are, players are really, you know, it's about us for me. It's about us focusing on us, and I can't ask for any more from the players, especially from a league point of view and a, a Europa League point of view. He's describing it as a new challenge that they had to face in terms of Motherwell's defensive setup. He's praising Motherwell. For their defensive work But he's praising his players even more For their durability And their mental toughness And for getting over that challenge Therefore It wasn't anti-football for Stephen Gerrard It was 
football Where he had to come up with ideas And players had to show their mettle And they did He used the word persistent And yeah. he's spot on with that Because Rangers were yep, Go off to a bad start But they kept at it You know and he's right when he says Their players were brave You know Kent Who I didn't think they Had a particularly good game But he still kept trying to drive and, and make things happen Even the substitutes When they come on You put them on To make something happen and yeah. and they did they contributed so yeah it's a good one for Steven Gerrard you know a, a new experience for him coming up against a five five they'll look into it uh, and I'm sure other teams may think yeah when we go to Ibrox we'll set up that way and we just need to be fully concentrated for the full ninety it's up to Rangers to break them down they did today they kept chapping at the door and they got the the rewards yeah persistence that's absolutely right and he managed to get over the line the three points ten wins in a row Gordon which is really impressive at any level. He remains focused I thought he was very respectful uh, to, to what Motherwell did as well today Because they had a game plan uh, And unfortunately for Stephen Robinson's guys It didn't quite work out But for me you cannot open up That that team cannot open up Against uh, Rangers with the personnel For man for man You, you know we often say this I don't think there'll be mother, many Motherwell players Would get in that team So you have to do I'm just you, very polite And there won't be many <laughs> <laughs> Listen I don't want you jumping on Hook me by the way <laughs> So, but I might not disagree. <laughs> but the 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 reality is, is if you open up against them, you're always running the risk of a sore one. And on the run that they're on, you have to factor in what their needs are, not what Rangers needs. And Rangers had to find solutions today, and they've done that. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Still time for more of your calls on today's game. What about that Scottish Cup final? Celtic fans, so much debate. Who plays? Who doesn't? Let us know. After they play. You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025. Still time to get yourself in touch. Celtic fans, uh, we've heard a lot of reaction to today's games. What about tomorrow? Quite simply, I'll start you off. Does Scott Brown play? Do you leave the captain out on the Scottish Cup final? Who else? Who starts in goal? Uh, who leads the line? Does, is it Turnbull and Sorrow? What does the midfield look like? So many questions. Let us know. Let's hear quickly from Stephen Robinson whilst you dial that number. For 70 minutes, 72 minutes, the game plan's brilliant. And we get ourselves in front. The boys carried out the letter, the application and desire, which at times I've, I've sort of questioned. They showed that in abundance today. Uh, ultimately, we're playing against a, a very, very good side. And we made three poor defensive decisions that we got punished for. And, you know, that's the level you're working with. And un- unfortunately, the boys give absolutely everything. I can't deny that. But, you know, decision making in, in the box for them three goals wasn't good enough. And ultimately, we got punished by a, a very good side. I thought it worked well and as I say I can only give credit to the players their application and the desire to, to do that and, and throw their, their bodies on the line go and defend the box as best they could and it obviously gives you a lifeline when you get 1-0 up you know, we we let Rangers I say we let Rangers the, the plan was to, to sit back and let them have a lot of the ball in areas that weren't going to hurt us and then you know try and hit them on the break and you know, I, I say I, I'm pleased with the performance what it does is give me hope that yeah we're on a, a sticky run at the moment but there's boys fighting for the cause and you know, we'll we'll play teams a lot less than, than Rangers in the coming weeks and you know I'm I'm confident we'll pick up results. Now that was today. What about tomorrow then? Yeah. The Scottish Cup final on the twentieth of December, Hugh. Weird, I know. Uh, yeah. but it's it's where we're at. What are your overriding thoughts ahead of it? I think Brown will play. I think that Neil Lennon will take him on because he's been there and done it. And Neil Lennon has a big job in his hands tomorrow. Hearts cannot be underestimated. And Neil Lennon knows that the outcome of the game tomorrow could go a long way to determining his own future. Therefore, I think he'll err on the side of caution. 
He'll be conservative And Ishmael Asoro will sit it out And Scott Brown will start That's what I think oh, Okay That's one Who's got Scott Brown in the team Mark Yeah Have to agree with you um, I said last week that I thought the boys who've played well The last couple of games Deserve their chance But I do Why does think it differ now about well, this I, is what I, I don't just understand. I just think Um I just think Neil will go for his captain over Sorrow. I, I I really do. I think with Scott Brown missing the two games, he's been rested up. He's had a full week's training, no European travelling. I think when it comes down to it, that is the one big decision he's got. And I just feel that he'll he'll go for uh, Scott Brown in there, Ed Sorrow. I understand what the guys are saying in terms of he, he has been that leader throughout the course of this amazing run that they've had. Sorrow has come in and actually made a difference, Mark, in the last couple of games alongside Turnbull, alongside Hazard. And to change that, I think that kind of runs a risk. Now, that's not to say because of the rest of the players and they're playing against a championship team, they may well go in and win comfortable. I just feel that to, to take Sorrow, it's a bit of a gamble. Okay, a bit of a split in the studio then. What about Brian in Springburn? Um, in fact, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I think we've got time to squeeze Brian in. Uh, I've got an important announcement to bring you. But Brian, um, what what would you do then? Is Scott Brown, for instance, he's he's the captain. Does he play tomorrow? No, I wouldn't play him. No, that's my unfortunate. That's my personal opinion because I think that sentiment has got to go out the window. Uh, I'm the, the greatest. Scott Brown is now towards um, one of the most decorated Celtic players ever. Uh, I think only maybe I don't know. Is it Billy McNeil? Maybe more. Yeah, uh, but there is now the sentiment. The most important thing that tomorrow is for Celtic to win the cup. That's first and foremost. Hopefully, if Celtic win the cup tomorrow, I would still believe that Scott Brown should be given the respect to go up and lift the trophy as the club captain. But that, that is sentiment So you don't do that And Scott Brown doesn't want that I wonder to be fair That's different though so We're talking Because people don't mind sentiment in celebration They just don't want sentiment in team selection well, That can be different Neil Lennon's already on record Yesterday as saying Sentimentality will not Direct him towards Putting Scott Brown in the team He'll decide whether Scott Brown Will be in the team Because he will make a material difference to Celtic I think he'll go with Scott Brown Mm. Was there not a comment about guys who've got us here before though? Does the, the, that not sound yeah, sentimental? That, 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 that was thrown in at the end of uh, his press last ago. Was it not last yeah. week? Uh, I think it was thrown in uh, on the back of the win And and again, it's the question should be posed Has Scott Brown been the performances in recent weeks Leading up to this cup final warranted their mm. place? Do do we make too much of this? Are, are, am I accused? Are we accused of of over-egging it because in the, the 2018 League Cup final Celtic against Aberdeen Scott Brown didn't start the game he came on now slightly different before people accuse me of, of drawing direct comparison uh, he had been out I think but he came back the game immediately before um, maybe he was struggling a bit but can't have been struggling that much because he was on the bench and he came on for the last 30 minutes so he's been left out of Cup finals is I'd, this one different? I don't think he's been the influence on Celtic this season that he has been historically uh, and I fully concede that point However On a day such as this I think his experience Against Soros uh, Lack of experience Will be what will sway Neil Lennon in that direction And then it's up to Scott Brown You know, He gets taken off earlier and earlier And earlier in games now 
if he has a bad game, remember there are many alternatives that you can bring into play. So if he is picked and doesn't justify selection, big hook. Is off. that the same? Is that the same with the keeper then? Because you go for experience over a boy who's played two games. No, no. I think he's looked at three goalkeepers and thinks I can't trust two of them, and I'm giving this boy his chance. Uh, caller has disappeared for some reason We'll try and get him back 01419511025 uh, Do have very very important news To bring you from our newsroom So Greg is going to bring you right up to speed uh, You don't have to take my advice But I would uh, urge you to listen carefully The First Minister is shutting the border this Christmas Nicola Sturgeon is introducing a strict travel ban And says we can only move within Scotland For Christmas Day only Follows a similar move elsewhere in the UK. We'll have more on this in the news at six. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. So big news indeed uh, for our Christmas plans this year. Make sure you stay tuned. There'll be another full news bulletin with a longer explanation at six as soon as we finish. And of course, uh, on the news pages of our website um, as well. So make sure you head over there. We're trying to get Brian back. He seems to have disappeared But the guys were having a good debate amongst themselves About You know Where Celtic Is there any other changes That you see here Other uh, than I mean, maybe it, the goalkeeper Sorrow Can't yeah, see much more Can you? No I, I mean Edward has to start the game for me All day And you have to get some kind of Commitment from Edward He's not performing To peak Ability uh, Brian is back Brian How much importance Do you put on tomorrow? Brian, can you hear us? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening in Springburn. Mm. Maybe the phone masts are down. Brian's off. Um, I think he's there somewhere. Brian, can you hear us? I don't know. I'll try to get him. Away at Costco's. Yeah. Can I carry out for the game tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I mean, Hugh, it's, it's obvious it's a cup final. You know, you you, you want to win it. They're, they're all important. As I say, the, the, the subplots are unbelievable. Um, you get hearts who believe that Celtic played a part in having them put down to the championship. You've got Craig Gordon who was unhappy at the way he was allowed to leave Celtic. Uh, if Craig Gordon performs against his old club the way he used to perform at his old club, Celtic could be in bother there. You have Edward, the the most talented player on the park, but will he perform like it? Uh, you have David Turnbull, so much on his young shoulders because the Celtic fans love what they see. Uh, you have Shane Duffy who needs to perform at the back and I would suspect will have a part to play when Turnbull has set pieces and we saw last week uh, against Kilmarnock what his corners and Shane Duffy's headers can do. So you lot can't agree on whether Sorrow plays or Brown. Uh, Turnbull, any debate? Not a, he, he's got to play. He's a starter all day long. I've yeah. got to play. Everything he brings, yeah. set pieces, you know, from open play... Just looks lively, energetic. I think he's lifted the players right about him as well. Mark, he's yeah. like a racehorse. I, 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 we were saying that, and that was one of the most uh, fascinating things over the the, the period that Celtic were having a difficult time for me, Mark, because you've got a guy who takes a game with a scruff of the neck. He picks up pockets. He looks to probe all the time. He's looking to shoot, shoot from from distance, and for me, he's just got an all good round game. Uh, talking about big wins, St Mirren got one, didn't they? Trailing uh, St Johnson down to ten men. It's always can be quite stuffy But they turned it around 1-3-2 Hot on the heels of that Brilliant League Cup win Against Rangers midweek Here's Jim Goodwin 
We've been well criticised for our lack of goals of late. Two games back to back, six goals four, which is fantastic. Listen, I know the boys have got character. I know that they'll keep going right to the end. Uh, we weren't satisfied the other night to take the game to extra time. We wanted to go and get the winner in normal time. We did that. Today, it would have been easy to take the point and be satisfied with that. But again, testament to the players. They just keep going and going and going. And listen, there's plenty more to come. We've, um, you know, obviously we're 11 games unbeaten now, which is a a great run uh, for the players to be on. We've actually only played 15 games uh, if you take those other two out, so we should theoretically have three games in hand on the teams around us. Um, hopefully that will be the case when this uh, decision is made, but you actually think about that, you know, we, we should be playing Motherwell and Hamilton in those games in hand. We've already beaten Motherwell, we've already beaten Hamilton. There's nothing to say that we couldn't go and get all six points in that and then all of a sudden we'd be sitting on 24 points which would be quite incredible so hopefully we get the opportunity to play for those games uh, for those points but um, you know it's a real positive week for us It's the, the boys are in a great place I, I was worried about their energy levels today you know, I, I thought there would be a bit of fatigue but again they just got through it and we're going to have to recover again quickly because we've got a really t- tough game next Wednesday against the Hibs Yeah a great week for Jim Goodwin and that they climb the table now uh, all credit to him His uh, recruitment has been first class And my goodness The team spirit there uh, Is second to none Based on what they've done over the last four days uh, To be caught by Rangers Almost at the end of the game 2-2 and then win 3-2 To be down to St Johnston twice today To come back and win 3-2 Six goals in two games Everything is going St Mirren's way yeah, absolutely. I think it's a terrific response. I think the key thing for me, for Jim Goodwin, is the character in which he's shown. He thought the, the energy levels come off. As Mark said, playing against 10 men, it's always very difficult. Mm. But to get that goal late on as well, that's him up another couple of places in the league. And they will be looking at the top. I think they're only three points behind Dundee United. Yeah, Mark. well, that's the thing. You, you hear in his interview there, he's looking up the table rather than saying, oh, we're, we're leaving Hamilton and your Ross County's behind. He's... <laughs> He's counting his points that he may have as well, and and saying you know how uh, how well his team's done to get in that position. He, he has recruited incredibly well, and uh, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks ahead for, for St Mirren. And an interesting day tomorrow, Hugh. We are back. We've had a big afternoon and another big one to come tomorrow. Just sum it all up for us. Tomorrow is H E A R T S versus L E N N O N. And it's so important for the Celtic manager Because history is beckoning The quadruple treble If Celtic win it It may be a record that stands for all time Neil Lennon got the Celtic job for the second time After the cup final win over Hearts The cup result tomorrow Will determine how long he's in the job Yes, massive afternoon coming tomorrow We are on air at 2 o'clock So make sure you join us for the Scottish Cup Final uh, Your weekend can truly get started I know it's a bit different these days But George Bowie's up next He'll look after you for the rest of the night With the GBX uh, And stay tuned for Clyde News as well More on that big announcement uh, From the First Minister So you won't want to go anywhere Stay right there And we will see you 2pm tomorrow